my mother, and she had miscarriages before her first son was born. I am the second, and she had miscarriages after uh, first son was born, and, and then the doctor said, uh, you're bleeding, we, we basically saved your life, but we, are, we don't think you should, you should try to have another child. But she went for another child, and it was me. And I'm thinking, thank you. <laughs> what, the only thing I can say is thank you, thank you. And the worst year for the mother. Can you imagine to find one year in the history of humankind or your own life, which is the worst year? You know, we're all going through a lot of things in life. When you look back, you can say, that was the worst year for me. If you lose your child, that, that would be the worst year. For the mother and for the father as well. If you look back into the whole history, and if, if you can find one year where everybody was miserable and everybody could say that was the worst year to be on the planet, what year was that? <laughs> you might think, well, 2020, because uh, epidemics and... Go ahead. The year that Jesus died? That's, that's true. That's true. When we look in the Bible, what, what would be the, the worst year to live in? In the Bible. In the Bible during the bi biblical times. That's right. That's right. Can you imagine seeing your children, everybody around you, drowning? Any other years come to mind? For Eve, probably the year when she lost her two sons. One killed another, and another one had to, to leave. That year probably was the worst in her life. Anybody else? Well, it, it, this what we just read in Matthew 24 describes what happened in, yes. in Bethlehem area. Right, imagine that, to be the mother of a child that was killed because the king wanted to kill the king. And uh, Matthew 24 describes events that happened in 70 A.D. when Jerusalem was under siege and many people started starving. And there was a time when people could leave the city, but they decided, many of them decided to stay. And then when the walls were penetrated, uh, almost a million people were killed, slaughtered. Can you imagine to be the mother and seeing that? That could have been the worst moment. But Jesus also in Matthew 24 describes what is going to happen at the end of time. You know that? At the end of time. And when, if you would be right now living in the Ukraine and had to leave, like Lot left his house, 
his city and just leave, lose your job, lose your home, and just go to unknown country and try to try to live, just to live, survive. That would not be a good year probably for anybody if we had to, to do that. To live in Sodom and Gomorrah at the last year of their <laughs> life Remember when David, his worst year, and I believe that's when he wrote Psalm 23, when his own son, Absalom, went against his father, and he had armies, lots of people, when David had just bodyguards, and he was hiding in the caves from his own son. The worst year. Some people would say Pompeii, live in Pompeii, Crusades, during Crusades time, Mongolian invasions. 1100 AD, moon disappeared for almost a year. How eerie it would be, right? That would be terrifying. So here is the year of human record history, 536 A.D., 536 A.D., 1586 years ago. What could have been so bad for everyone the whole year? What could have been? What happened in 536 A.D.? A few hundred million humans on earth? The Roman Empire was doing great still. But something happened right after that year. There was the end of the Roman Empire. It's not a good period in Mayan civilization in South America. Major societies, major cities, culture, music, philosophy, arts disappeared. At the end of 535, a major catastrophic eruption of one of or several volcanoes happened. In 535 AD, scientific evidence suggests that massive volcano erupted in the tropics. It threw up so much ash that it turned summer to winter. Crops failed all over the earth. Drought and famine gripped the land. Millions died for the last five years, and David Keyes, a writer on history and archaeology, was immersed himself in this worldwide climatic catastrophe by consulting historian, scientists, and volcanologists. Keyes has concluded that the most likely volcano was the notorious volcano Krakatoa, an expedition to Krakatoa, which lies off the coast of Indonesia, supported this theory. Keys believed that the eruption was the biggest ever in the last 1,500 years and was only the beginning what followed 
was over 100 years of upheaval that would change the course of history. The amount of power generated, just listen to this number, the amount of power generated by this eruption would be equivalent to around 2,000, uh, 2 billion Hiroshima-sized nuclear bombs. 2 billion. The eruption of Krakatoa is something mankind never seen before. David uh, Keyes said that volcanologist uh, Dr. Ken Wines, the expert on Krakatoa, feel uh, that um, the climate changed and he put all the data into a computer to simulate how the explosion began. And um, So what happened was that people did not see the sun for that year. Actually, it lasted one year and a half. The uh, power was so huge, the explosion created 30-mile-high fountain of magma and dust and ash. Gas and ash was flying in the air for more than a year. Because ash is much lighter than snowflakes. So how do you keep it up? Just a small wind can put the ashes up. You've seen what happened in Iceland just recently, right? Have you seen it? They could not fly the planes for a long time because of the volcano ash. Sun in all directions were, was blocked out. Great white cloud within seed, with, um, was the sort of moved lately across the sky like a mushroom. So how did Krakatoa affect the world? What happened as a result of this volcano in the 6th century? It's uh, like nuclear winter. That's what uh, was the result. A deadly period of darkness, famine, toxic gases, and sub-zero cold. Even in the summer. Even in the summer, it was winter. High up in the atmosphere... In 536 AD, microscopic particles of sulfur dioxide from Krakatoa was shrouded the whole sky, turning the temperature to the sub-zero temperatures. What happened when you don't have uh, sun with water? What happened to the water? Pardon me? Right, but what happens to the water if you block the sun? Water. And no evaporation. No evaporation. So there were no clouds formed, no rain, and the climate became so dry. Nothing you can grow. It was a catastrophe. Enormous volcano spewed out dust and ash into stratosphere. 
and it's circulated around the Earth. But prior to volcano, Halley's comet passed by Earth and whipped us with its uh, hail. So the debris of the hail entered the atmosphere, broke up the night sky. Whether the volcano or comet debris caused, or maybe two events caused this blackout. Half, year and a half solid winter. The coldest year in the known history of Earth. No sunshine triggered massive crop failure on all planet. Famine of the biblical proportion. Um, there are historical documents which says that it happened in Korea, Japan, China. In China, uh, famine was so bad that eight out of ten people died. Because crops failed, survivors allegedly were forced to eat the dead. So uh, people started living in big cities. Speaking about cities, right? Some of the cities disappeared. Some civilizations disappeared at that time. Jamie, what happens when we do not get sun? What happens to our health? So we don't get vitamin D and green vegetables. So all around, bad diet and no vitamin D, which leads to diseases. Diseases. Remember in 1918 and 19, there was an uh, epidemic of Spanish flu. And they found out that sailors who are getting flu doing much better than, than people in the hospitals. And why is that? Because when they were getting sick on the, sh in the sh on the ship, they would be on the deck, spending a lot of time on the deck. And they put two together, and they decided, we are going to take people from, from their rooms, put them outside during the day for at least a few hours or minutes uh, so that they can get sunshine. And less people were dying from the flu because of that. So no vitamin D led to infections. Now, because of the cro crops uh, dying, um, the insects and rats didn't have enough food for themselves. So they moved much closer. They were looking for food, and they moved closer to people. Now you have people who are hungry. They start eating actually rats as well. And rats are carrying microscopic friends. And the first time in history there was this plague. Bubonic plague. That's the first time when we see that in history written down. So how could the plague have anything to do with climatic catastrophe unleashed. Several years before plague, 
there is a bacteria transmitted from infected rats to humans. The carrier, uh, the, the carrier is a humble flea that feeds on rats' blood. Plague, it is caused by bacterium Yersinia pestis. And when rats die because of bacteria, flea, flea is hungry and looking for a meal target to buy the blood of humans, and then that's how it began. So scientists know that outbreaks of plagues are strongly related to change in climate, particularly to the, to the cooling, uh, coldest uh, temperature, huge impact on spreading disease. According to um, one contemporary uh, scientist, he says that uh, the sources of plague uh, could have been uh, originating in Africa, in Ethiopia, uh, in the area of Great Lakes, Central Afri Africa, one of the oldest places of plague activities. But because Africa is usually a hot place, uh, and the disease is kept at bay, but if Africa was affected by global cooling, 535-536 AD, it would have been lethal breeding ground for plague. And then the sailors would travel to Africa, they would be infected, and they would bring the plague into Constantinople and impact and devastate uh, the whole world. Soldiers were forced to dig mass graves. In Constantinople, where it kind of was brought first, impact was so devastating that 10,000 bodies would have to be disposed every day. So Constantinople was the largest uh, a city in Europe at that time and it was so devastated that very few people survived. Millions died. You don't see sun and of course you don't see moon. So it is dark and it's cold and nothing to eat. Global catastrophe. But here, what, what it is, we just read a scripture, Matthew 24. Jesus predicts that the same thing, what happened before, is going to happen, but in much more global um, uh, way. Matthew 24, Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and deceive you. And nation will rise against nation. Do we see that now? Yeah. I would never, never believe when I lived in, in Ukraine that Russia will attack Ukraine. My brother married a, a woman from Russia. I married a, a, a person from Russia too. And uh, so we, we are like sisters and brothers. And I would never, never thought this. I would see that. And you will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. 
So Christ said, do not be troubled. These things might, might, must come to pass. But is that the end? That's not the end. It, it's the beginning of the end. And what else would happen? Famines, pestilence, earthquakes in various places. So what I described is can be looking like the end of time, what I described in that year. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. What is the last event in, in, in history of the planet will be before the end, before Jesus Christ is going to come? To all nations, do we see that now? Internet brings gospel to all the places, even if the government does not let you know the truth about Jesus Christ. There are still some tribes, there are still some nations, some people that n never heard about Jesus Christ. Yes. So it's very close, even for Adventist message to, to reach all those countries. And I know that the Bible is still being translated into the languages of even smallest, smallest tribes on, on this planet. What I describe to you seems to be unbelievable. How can this happen? Something like that. What can bring the end? What can bring our world to the end? It could be nuclear bombs or maybe another type of bombs that we, we constructed. But it also can be a nature. Nature can be very destructive too because of the consequences of sin. But what God said, do not be what? Troubled. And in other, other places he says, do not be afraid, for I am with you until when? Until the end of time. So don't read those or watch or listen to those people that wants you to, to live in fear. We should not be living in fear because God is with us. Amen.